Today, we are going to get you to your first action to move your New Year's resolution to reality. This is so good. And it's so good because it's going to change your thinking about how you create goals, how you create a wellness lifestyle for the rest of your life. Let's dive in. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind. And you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author. And I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. Thank you for being here today. I am so excited that you are spending the time, investing the time in yourself and in your wellness goals to make this a reality, to move from resolution to reality. And also, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for subscribing because that helps to get you help. And also thank you for rating and reviewing because that gets the message out to other people. All right, let's talk about what it takes to create the plan for your New Year's resolution. Last week, we covered pros and cons, what you need to do to have a plan versus willpower. And I encourage you, go back and listen to last week's if you have not already. And this week, though, we are stepping into the first action to take for your plan, to take to make that reality happen. And we're talking all about actions. And I want by the end, for you to have shifted how you think about actions related to your wellness goals. The first mental shift I want you to make relates to action versus outcome. Think about your wellness goal, your wellness resolution that you're making, and put it in one of those two categories. Is it an action that you have direct or pretty near direct control over, or is it an outcome goal? And you need both, but one of the hangups that we have is that we treat them the same and you don't need to treat them the same. An outcome goal, that is something that you cheer yourself on when when you reach it, you can celebrate it, but it's not something that you want to hold yourself accountable to or have somebody else hold you accountable to because you don't have direct control over it. An action resolution, an action goal such as, I'm going to go walk three di- three times a week, or I'm going to drink eight glasses of water a day. That, because you do have more direct control over it, that is something to hold yourself accountable to. That is something also to celebrate along the way, but it's something that you can put in your calendar You can tell somebody, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Hold me accountable to that. An outcome goal, you can put it on your calendar when you want to achieve it, but it may or may not happen at the time that you want. So let's say that you are training to do your first 10K or your first half marathon. You may go do it. I mean, it's on your date. It's on your calendar. You may go do it, but maybe you wanted to complete it in a certain amount of time. 
uh, do a PR, a, a personal record, yeah, you might or might not hit that. I was just talking to a friend who was going for timing for the Boston Marathon, and he missed it by just over a minute. But of course, that also lets him know, hey, I can do this. That was something, that outcome goal, he actually did not have absolute direct control over because the course that he was using to qualify, they changed courses this year and they added heels. But his actions of watching what he was eating, specific to training, doing his training runs, those things he was able to put in the calendar and check off that he did that. Look at your resolution and make sure that if it is an outcome goal, you put actions to that to hold yourself accountable to. The second shift in thinking around actions is so critical. This is so important to make this shift in your thinking around this, and it is action versus identity. Here's why this is so important. You will not fight for your to-do list. Here's what I mean. When you have, let's, let's take, you know, your training for something and you say, I'm going to go run X number of miles this week. If that is not, if runner is not part of your identity and something comes up that slow, sounds more appealing to go do this or, oh, I'm really not feeling it today, then it's very easy to ignore your to-do list. Had this happen with a client just yesterday in a conversation where sleep is something that she wanted to change in her actions on her to-do list, and we needed to get her to identify as somebody who goes to bed on time. Because as long as it's just something on the to-do list, next time somebody says, hey, let's let's go to you know such and such play or party or whatever, you know, tonight or tomorrow night. It's really easy to go, oh, that sounds like a whole lot more fun. Yeah, I think I think one night of staying up late still, that, that'll be fine. When she sees herself as someone who goes to bed on time, then she gets more creative to say, you know, why don't we go see the matinee on Saturday instead or something else? Because you will fight for your identity. Let me phrase it another way. You will move mountains to act in alignment with how you see yourself. I'm going to repeat that because it's so important for you to get. You will move mountains to act in alignment with how you see yourself. You will not move mountains to get something checked off your to-do list, especially when something else seems like a lot more fun and a lot more appealing. The trick is that how you see yourself develops over time. The action that you take reinforces your identity. And then the fact that that is how you see yourself. You don't see yourself as Joe who exercise is. You see yourself as Joe the exerciser. Then that identity makes it easier to take the action. And it's this wonderful, positive, reinforcing loop. But how do we get onto that loop to start with so that we start taking those actions? And that's what I want to give you today are three steps three ways to go ahead and jump onto that action and identity loop so it's easier and faster to see yourself the way that you want to be in your wellness lifestyle. Number one is you want to compress the time through high frequency. So it takes time to develop your identity, but let's compress that time and make it faster, right? So you want to compress the time with high frequency. I'm going to 
share with you in a moment a couple of ideas on that. Number two is compress the time with high intensity of emotions, positive emotions. A higher intensity of that is going to make it faster to identify yourself as a person who fill in the blank, whatever your wellness goal is. And then the third is putting supports in place for an extended amount of time. Extended amount of time does not mean 21 days. You have possibly heard it only takes 21 days to make a habit. 21 days to make a simple habit like drink a glass of water every morning when you get up. But if you are looking at a wellness lifestyle, becoming someone who walks or runs on a regular basis, someone who eats a powerful plate, someone who meditates and manages their stress, that takes some time and you need to have supports in place. Question number one for you then. Get out your pen and paper. It's time to start thinking a little bit. How can you increase the frequency of the action to improve your identity? Think about that. How can you increase the frequency of the action so that the identity gets faster and faster seeing yourself that way? As an example, if you are going to go walking and your real plan is, I want to be an exerciser regularly. And for me, that looks like, okay, I'm going to walk three to five days a week. Perhaps high frequency for you at the beginning could be a walk every day. However, it's not high volume. It's high frequency. So it's not that I'm going to go walk 10 miles every day. It's that I'm going to put on my walking shoes and walk out the door every day. So I've got this high frequency of seeing myself as a walker. If you are wanting to drink a glass of water every morning, we'll go back to that example. If you want to drink a glass of water every morning, make sure that that happens every morning for a long period of time and put whatever support in place, going to number three, jumping ahead a little bit, put the support in place. So maybe you fill up that glass of water every night before you go to bed so that it's there, then you see it every morning, or you put a post-it note up, some kind of support, some kind of reminder so that it stays high frequency for you. Number two is the high intensity of positive emotion around it. Now with this one, it's so funny to me how this worked for me as a kid because I I didn't necessarily love vegetables growing up, but I did love movement. I did love exercise. And when I got to thinking about it, I realized it's because of the high intensity positive emotions related to it. My mom was somebody who walked on a regular basis. She was a walker. She was an exerciser. And my memories of exercise all relate to, and I had a great relationship with my mom, she may not have had a great relationship with me. She may have been going, who's this brat walking beside me? But I don't think so. Anyway, that we would walk together, we would exercise together, and it was always fun. So there was positive emotions on a regular basis tied to exercise for me. If your only experience is physical education, PE and, and junior high and high school, and it's not pleasant memories you're going to have a little more work to do to get some positive emotion around the exercise. Because I remember PE not being very pleasant because while I love exercise, walking, weightlifting, those kinds of things, I'm not very good at hand-eye coordination. So anytime we had ball games, basketball, volleyball, baseball, whatever, yeah, I was always picked either last or next to last. Thank you very much. 
What about vegetables? This one's a funny story because for this one, it wasn't so much about high intensity of positive emotions, but at least I was set up to where I didn't have negative emotions around vegetables. So when I grew up, as I was growing up, I was not a big vegetable eater, but I was mischievous. So they would always, you know, I always had to have some vegetables on my plate, but my dad always had extra vegetables on his plate, or at least seemed to, and I would sneak vegetables off of his plate. So that was probably how I got most of my vegetables in was, you know, being feeling like I was being sneaky and sneaking some off of his plate, even if I didn't eat all of mine. So for me, it was vegetables were always encouraged and there, but they didn't have this negative feel around them because they weren't forced and pushed, which then allowed me as my taste buds developed, okay, now I like vegetables and I see myself as somebody who loves vegetables. Think about for yourself, what can you do to increase the positive emotional intensity around whatever goal it is that you have? Think about that. Journal about that. Write down a sentence or two next time that you're taking your shower or going for a walk and your mind's just wandering. Think about that. How can I increase the positive emotional intensity around the the goal that I have? What supports can you put in place for an extended time? I've already alluded to a couple where you set yourself up. You know, if you're going to go walk in the morning, put out your clothes the night before. If you're going to drink water in the mornings, make sure that that's already filled up. If you're going to start having vegetables every night for dinner, make sure that you've got plenty of frozen veggies, something that's quick and easy and doable, not, oh, I'm going to make this really fancy meal. No, let's keep it simple to start with. And I'm just going to have some frozen veggies that all I have to do is boil water and dump them in. What kind of support do you need to have in place for an extended amount of time? 2023 is going to come and go whether you create the identity of wellness or not. So if you're serious about it, here's your first step in your plan. Take one action to move you forward. One of my clients was talking about he wants to decrease, then eliminate his soda intake. So his first action so that he starts that identity process, it's like, okay, I got to take an action so that I can start building the identity as somebody who doesn't drink sodas, but prefers water, he went ahead and ordered a water infusion jug. It's something where you put in, you know, either herbs or let's see, I think he was talking about oranges and lemons and things like that. So the water has flavor. It's more interesting to him. And he's gone ahead and ordered that. Anytime that you can go ahead and take an action, it's going to begin shifting your identity. So it's not the one action itself that goes, woohoo, now I've arrived. It's one action building on another, building your identity. So that is your goal today, is think about what is one action and then take that action that's going to move you toward an identity of the wellness lifestyle that you want. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that, for answering these three questions. Let me know how it goes reach out to me on email or on social media and let me know what is the action that you are going to take or by the time you've done by the time you've done it what action have you taken that moves you toward the identity of a wellness lifestyle thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today who else do you know who needs to hear this share this episode with a friend and until next time find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential